welcome to the Zurich Life Podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by Richard Templey, our Head of Investment Development. Together we will be looking at the investment market performance and movements and discuss Zurich's current fund positioning. The Zurich Life Podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurichlife.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. As always, this investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. There was a return of volatility in the markets at the start of February. And as we look back now, what exactly transpired and what were the reasons behind it? Well, good morning, Ian. Uh, yes, uh, there was quite some volatility at the end of January into the start of February. We've got to remember that the year started strongly for equities and continued on from the strong end to 2017. And again, the markets were strong at the beginning of the year on the back of, of good economic growth data and continued strong corporate earnings. But they did run into severe volatility, as I say, at the end of January and into early February. The US market was, it, it fell quite sharply. We saw a drawdown of about 10%. But uh, for the rest of February, we saw markets recovering. And about half of those losses have now been regained or up to the end of February. And into March, we have, early March, we have seen markets continue to go up, particularly in the US. And that's despite concerns over the Italian general election result and concerns over the proposal to introduce uh, US steel tariffs. So most of the, or a lot of the gain, the losses we saw at the end of January into early February have now been recovered. But when we look back at the reasons for the br uh, brief but sharp correction, we believe the reason for, the, for that correction was a, was a sharp rise in US 10-year Treasury yields, which rose from the beginning of the year from 24 up to about 2.9 uh, towards the end of January. So a sharp pickup in 10-year yields, and that was a result of a pickup in US wage inflation. This had the result of making US equities appear less attractively valued than previously when compared with, with bonds. Another factor that the market was being looking closely at is the pace of interest rate rises in the US. Now, as we know, there have already been five interest rate rises of 0.25% in this cycle, but they have come from historically low levels of close to 0%. So the Federal Reserve has been forecasting three further rate hikes this year due to the strengthening of the labour market and economic activity. But recent comments from the new Federal uh, Reserve Chairman, Powell, have, made, have caused markets to believe that there could be a, a fourth rate rise this year. So we're going to get three or four rate rises this year, possibly more, into 2019. Having said all that, we believe the macroeconomic fundamentals in general continue to support equities, although we're likely to experience other periods of volatility during the remainder of the year. And as you mentioned there, world equities in general, euro terms were down, but was there much difference in the performance of different geographical regions? World equities uh, in euro terms fell by about 2.4% in February and have given a return so far this year of just a marginally negative return for the first two months, two months of the year. So as I say, most of the correction took place at the end of January, early, early February, and then we've had, this, we've had this recovery in the markets. When we look at local currency returns in February across the major markets, we see a range of a fall of 0.4% in Australia to a fall of 
percent in Hong Kong. But we've got to remember, of course, that Hong Kong was, was up very strongly in, in January. The, influ the influential US market was down about just under 4% in, in February. But when we look at the performance over the first two months of the year, the, we, we see the two strongest markets have been Hong Kong up about 3%, US up about 1.5%, and the poorest performing market uh, amongst the major markets has been the UK, which is down about 6%. We've been discussing uh, sector divergence under the surface in recent months in the podcast. And uh, did that materialise or carry on in the month of February? Yes, Ian. The, the trends we saw throughout 19, uh, 2017 and into January of this year continued uh, into February. So despite the, the fact we saw a lot of volatility in markets, we have seen that cyclical areas such as technology, financials, consumer discretionary stocks, they've continued to outperform and we've seen some of the more defensive areas, bond proxy type of stocks, like real estate, telecoms, uh, utility companies, we've seen them uh, underperforming. So the markets do not appear to have changed tack. We still see economically sensitive sectors outperforming more defensive sectors. And of course that gives active managers like Zurich the opportunity to continue to outperform. So moving on to fixed interest, I, I know you mentioned the impact that the uh, US 10-year yield had had on markets um, throughout the month of February. What did we see, I suppose, this, this side of the Atlantic in the, in the European government debt section? Okay, well, we saw little movement in the Eurozone government, the main Eurozone government bond index uh, in February. Really, since the start of the year, there hasn't been much movement for the overall index. It's down about 0.2% uh, year to date. February saw little difference as well between core and peripheral markets, for example, Germany and the Netherlands would be considered core markets, Spain and Italy would be considered uh, Eurozone peripheral markets. But there was little difference in February, but uh, of course in January we did see that the core significantly underperformed, underperformed the periphery. As we've expressed many times in the last you know, number of months, we have a um, low position in bonds. That uh, we believe will work well for us during 2018. When we look at just in, in, in February, we saw that the German 10-year bond yield was up unchanged, about 0.66%, but it had risen sharply in January, as I've mentioned already. And when we look at the US, we saw 10-year bond yields, I've mentioned this earlier on, but in February they went from about 2.7 to about 2.9, having started the year, as I said earlier on, at 2.4%. And you mentioned earlier the expectations of interest rate rises in the US and some of the first remarks the Fed Chair Powell had during his tenure. Are we looking at uh, interest rate rise in the US and during the month of March and how many more might we see throughout 2018? Well I think the market, the market isn't really concentrating on exactly which month they're going to be in but we're looking at three or four rate rises in the States this year, potentially further rate rises in 2019. So certainly we're beginning to move well into the cycle of short-term interest rate rises but as I said earlier on we've got to remember they have come from historically low levels of, of close to 0%. Normally, the cycle turns with interest rates higher than, 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 than 0%. We think that Eurozone yields are going to, or interest rates will remain at these low levels probably for another 12 months. Um, although there is some talk in the media in the last day or two about uh, European Eurozone interest rates, but we do think that for the next 12 months they're going to stay where they are, which is very low level. The Bank of England increased interest rates for the first time in a decade last November by 0.25% to a half of 1%. But of course that was just reversing 
emergency action which they took following the Brexit vote. And the markets now expect one or two further rate rises uh, in the UK during 2018. And what can you tell us about the performance that we may have seen in the commodity sector throughout the month of February and was there any significant currency changes as well? Commodity, commodities um, you know, were fairly strong in 2017. Started off the year reasonably well also, but February along with equities we saw a little bit of volatility in commodities. So when we look through different types of commodities we see that energy prices fell by about just over 5% in February. Non-energy prices rose by just over 1%. And when we drill down to specific areas, food, beverages and raw materials rose by about 2%, 1.5% respectively. Base metals were virtually unchanged uh, and precious metals fell also by about a half of 1%. And overall, the commodity index is down about 1.5% year to date. It's really it's considered a, a more risk asset like equities and uh, there has been a little bit of pullback in some risk assets, although we have seen equity prices recovering quite sharply now. You mentioned the return for the energy sector, uh, which obviously oil is, is a large part of. We did see good price performance from oil at the back end of 2017 into the start of 2018. So there was a slight reversal of that over the last couple of weeks. Yes, the oil price was very strong for the last five months in a row, you know, helped by strong demand because of strong economic growth. But in February, we saw the oil price fall by about 5%. And that was in the back of two things. One, we've seen some stronger shale oil production in the US. And secondly, there was some general profit taking after the very strong gains we saw in the previous number of months. Uh, just looking maybe at the gold price as well, it fell by about 1.5% during February to $1,318 per troy ounce. But it does remain in pos positive territory year to date. I know we stated at our investment outlook at the start of 2018 that we were still positive on world economics and on risk assets in general. And we, we might see a, a correction as a potential buying opportunity. Um, did that materialise when we saw the correction in February? Was there any reaction from us as active managers to the correction? Yes, Ian, uh, we, the, you know, the correction we saw at the end of January, early February, that did give us the opportunity to increase our positions in equities as we said we would do. So uh, yes, we've, we've increased the equity content uh, amongst the multi-asset funds by about 2 or 3%, uh, bringing them pretty much to the top of the equity ranges that we can have for these, these, these funds. So we're running now a, a strong position in equities. Equities appear to be recovering on the back of the continued good macroeconomic fundamentals. With regards to the geographic positions across the funds on the equity side, uh, the bias is still towards uh, European and Asian equities. The UK remains underweight and the US is now you know, slightly underweight while Japan is in a neutral position. Sector positions were also broadly maintained during the month of February. The funds are positively biased towards those cyclical areas I was talking about, industrials, materials and technology. And the funds are negatively biased towards the bond proxy areas, again, which I referred to earlier on, things like real estate, utilities and, and telecoms. Now, the technology sector was very strong in 2017. We took some profits at the end of the year, but in February we started to increase our position in technology again, uh, particularly in, in European and in Asian tech stocks. So now we're back to being you know, slightly um, positive bias again, as I mentioned, to, to technology. 
The bond positions are at the bottom of ranges across the multi-asset uh, funds, and the, the remaining bonds that we have have a low duration, which means that if yields were to start picking up, as we anticipate they will at some point, that would mean that you know, we, we have protected we have protected the funds from any potential downside on, on the bond, port, bond part of the portfolio. That brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis, and thank you, our listeners, for your time. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, please visit zurichlife.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.